Hi, this is Tina Powell, host of In The Suite, where I sit down with top women leaders and some of the biggest names in the financial services and the wealth management industry. Together, we'll discover some of their best secrets and top strategies to grow great business, build a strong brand, and lead teams in the 21st century. I hope you'll enjoy hearing their amazing personal stories of triumph, trepidation, and transformation in hopes of becoming better leaders ourselves. The time for you to lead is now, and you're in the suite. There are many words used to describe Janisha Alora, founder, serial entrepreneur, mentor, podcaster, and coach. This former Miss Singapore International started Soul Rich Women, the number one leading entrepreneurial network for females in Southeast Asia, connecting 200,000 women across the country in the Soul F membership program. Today, with the Soul Rich Women Blueprint and Soul Rich Women Academy, she mentors thousands of women to bring their business and leadership brand online. Her vision is to support 1 million women to own and love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and family through her podcast of the same name. For the past 17 years, Janisha has coached celebrities, CEOs, politicians, and interviewed industry giants like Gary Vaynerchuk, Sheryl Sandberg, Kim Kiyosaki, Neil Patel, and more. But Janisha is not just podcast host to one podcast. She has three. For women who love the F word, Soul Why, The Secrets of the Soul Rich Women Blueprint, and Make It Happen, Secrets to Go from Stuck to Unstoppable Without Changing Who You Are, available in English and Mandarin. Before establishing Soul Rich Women, Janisha was owner of a cafe retail chain with a presence in three countries and 18 franchises that she helped take public four years after the launch. She was the winner of two awards in 2014, the Franchisee and the Franchisor of the Year, runner-up by Franchise and Licensing Association in Singapore. Since then, Janisha's awards have only multiplied. Southeast Asian Women of Excellence in 2010, International Progressive Women in 2019, and Noble Queen Most Prominent Women Empowerment in 2020. Profiled in CNBC, Forbes, and China Daily, Janisha is a thought leader and leading women's empowerment expert. She is regularly invited to speak on TV and radio, as well as conferences. And with nearly 53,000 followers on Instagram, she's an online influencer to women all over the world. In fact, one of the many gifts you'll discover about Janisha Alora in this episode is her unrelenting passion and entrepreneurial spirit to empower 1 million women to achieve their financial independence. But for Janisha, she first had to go through the highs and lows of supporting herself through school and being a business owner. Janisha's epic journey from six-figure debt to millionaire status in 2013 fuels her passion to support women to do the same and to own the F-word. Janisha's network is now a quarter of a million strong. The power of her words and example is something we all need to remember. Alone, we are strong. Together, we are unstoppable in the suite. Wow, Janisha Alora, take a seat in the suite. 
I am so, so thrilled. I'm so thrilled to welcome you. This is really, truly, truly an honor. You have such an amazing story. And so we're so honored to have you and really appreciative of the fact that you would stay up late for us right now and you're in Singapore. And you have one of the most incredible origin stories. We can't wait to explore your whole like philosophy, Soul Rich Women. Um, you were also to Miss Singapore. You have an incredible vitae that includes you being very successful as a business owner as well, starting a chain of coffee stores out of nowhere, 18 franchises and three different companies. And then you ultimately, countries I meant to say, and then you ultimately start Soul Rich Women. So, you know, there's so many different parts of your origin story. And I wanted you to take us back into the origin story at a part that you think that makes sense for us. We want to learn. We're so excited to learn from you. And I know that you have so much to offer. Well, as you've mentioned, Tina, I run Soul Rich Woman, which is a female entrepreneur network here in Southeast Asia. And all things didn't look as rosy as it is because I had to support myself through school since I was 14 years old. My family, financially, we were not sound. And my mom pawned her gold to send me for an instructor certification, which was uh, what I was teaching to put bread on the table and to pay for my tuition fees, which is yoga, aerobics, and country line dancing. I was often being bullied in school and therefore my self-esteem was hit quite badly and I really don't believe in myself a lot because I don't have, I'm not good looking, I, I can't change stuff very often, I wear the same bra literally every single day and these mean girls were constantly mocking me and kind of corner me and throw my books and hide my books and, and really affected my entire mindset. But my mom was my pillar of support. She told me to turn my mess into my message. And to add that on, because I was the youngest instructor back in those days in Singapore, and they, a lot of the students, they were like, tell me, Janisha, what can you teach us? You're so young. You're only 16. You're, you know, you're nowhere near our age. What do you know about health and, you know, lifestyle? And I couldn't handle criticisms and I was so demoralized. I wanted to give up. I blamed my mom and my mom reminded me again, turn your mess into your message. And, I'm, and, and I pouted my lips. <laughs> but but you see, this piece served as a foundation for me because all the trials and tribulations that I've gone through, I failed in my business. I got stuck in my businesses and I was going nowhere. Even though I was an image consultant, I was doing high ticket uh, items. It means high ticket packages like $10,000, $5,000, $20,000, $50,000 packages. And that to me didn't really uh, sit right because it came to a point where I couldn't really scale my business because I was trading time for money. I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I don't work, I don't get paid. 
Now, the Miss Singapore journey has been amazing because that gave me the foundation to knowing what was personal branding, what are the things that I need to be looking out for, what are how do you how do I present myself on the international stage? So from having nothing to being a winner on stage really transformed my life. So that in itself came to a point where my image consultancy business came to a standstill. I said, I'm going to throw that away and move forward to go online. So I found a mentor who kind of guided me and showed me my blind spots and taught me what I do not know. And with just eating the humble pie, I mean, come on, I, I was Miss Singapore. I was in the entertainment industry. I had, I was on TV, on radio, in magazines. I was literally everywhere. And to take the humble pie to say, okay, I don't know what I don't know. I have to learn. I am willing to learn. And by this mentality, I was able to break through, look past beyond what I couldn't see and was able to move effectively online, make my first $100,000 in three months and then broke through my first $1 million within 12 months. And that was history. So I took my first pot of gold invested into a cafe retail chain with four other partners, which includes my mentor. And I grew together with them to three countries, which is like a Starbucks in Southeast Asia. We had 18 franchisees and licensees. And after four years, we exited to a public listed company owner. I never knew I had blood for business because me being an occupational therapist, I graduated as one, even though I've won Miss Singapore, I moved into image consultancy, I knew nothing about business. Literally, I was not born into a family of entrepreneurs. So I really believe that putting yourself in an environment where you could learn from the best by, or by hiring a mentor as what I did could really shortcut your success. So eventually I started Soul Rich Woman and that journey has been amazing because success is never about glorious wins. It's about taking a step back and allowing other women to shine as well. In my entrepreneurship journey, it has not been a smooth one. I went through a six-figure debt, owe so much money that I wanted to commit suicide because I have never owed so much money in my entire life because... I did business with a group of friends. Being the biggest shareholder, I thought I could be the sleeping partner. I was so wrong. Because when it comes to business with friends, what are the values? What, how do you look into the money? When your company makes money, what do you do? And when you know money runs dry, how much do you top up? And what is the equity? Will there be dilution of shares and who is going to be responsible for what? So all these things were not clearly stated in black and white. So because I gave myself a second chance and that was why I was able to move into the cafe retail chain business. So it, it wasn't all rosy, but just starting a business and everything went well. But really having given myself a second chance, remembering what my mom told me, turn your mess into your message. And that stuck with me and put me 
through the dark times. So Rich Woman is now my legacy business and where women could own and love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and family. Now, the soul rich woman name simply means that a woman can be aligned fully, mind, body, and soul, that we could manifest riches in our lives or externally in our abundance, where we could attract businesses uh, for ourselves, clients, so that we can make our F would work for us, however it looks like for you, because money is just a vehicle, right? To the end goal. So whatever the F word that is for you, freedom, financial independence, it could be family, it could be fabulous. So I never define it for the women who wants to own their F word. You have to make your own definition because you have a diamond that is within you and you truly deserve to shine. Wow, wow, wow. This is exactly why I wanted you here in the suite. And when I was researching you, I saw one of the things that was surprising to me, Janisha, is that you've been so open, which has been really a motivator. You haven't hid behind anything. You've been your true authentic self. So a lot of these themes that you're touching upon are out there for everyone to read about and for everyone to view and see. You've got so much content on podcasts, on video, on you know, written articles and everything. You're everywhere. And what I love is, well, first of all, God bless your mother and thank her for that message right now, because we will never forget that turn your mess into your message. And what a powerful, powerful thing. It's something that I feel like right now that I want to just tattoo on my body and remember. And, you know, and that theme of being bullied, right? So, uh, you know, I had a similar thing. I actually got suspended for getting into a fight, <laughs> which my mother who's listening to this podcast, but you know, you, you fought back in it. You think that that psychology is really hard, you know, as we get older, and what's, what's interesting for me is I'm looking at a beautiful, successful woman. And I think that people are just like, we have to be very careful what we believe to be true of ourselves based on someone else's opinion. In researching your podcast too, a lot of women are talking about the need for mentors. You yourself had just expressed it. It sounds like between your mother and your mentor that you had two people that pushed Janisha into, into the right direction. How did you get that first mentor? Well, the first mentor that I got was during my beauty pageant journey, in fact, it was not just only in business because remember, I had to support myself through school and I had low self-esteem. I didn't have money to buy fanciful clothes for events. I, 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 don't, I couldn't afford all these trainings that other girls probably may have an advantage over me who had better social economic status. So I literally knocked on doors to get sponsorship before I even won the pageant. So that, that courage to push myself through and got someone to mentor me was the key to my success in my beauty pageant journey. But you mm. see, she gave me all her DVDs, her CDs, her notes, and all these were given to me at zero cost, even though it's worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Although she did ask me for my wallet and she emptied 
my wallet and she took about $60, which was what I had left for the entire month. So when that happened, she said to me, Janisha, I'm teaching you the concept of value exchange. And I'm like, what? What is value exchange? I don't even know what is that right? at a very young age. And to me, because you took all my money, I'm like, okay, I'm going to work my ass off. So yeah. that made me work hard. And because I came from a space where I built everything with my own hands and my effort. So I'm kind of at the space where... I don't believe that there's a free lunch in this world. Everything right. in this world, you need, you want, you're going to go out there and go get it. So the mentor in itself, it is exactly the same. It works on the same philosophy. If you want a mentor whom really wants to guide you, you have to go out there to seek for one. And you must be willing to invest in yourself. Are you open to receive criticisms about your own shortcomings and not allowing your mentor to sugarcoat the words so that you feel good because just because you paid him or paid her to be your mentor? So I think that's something that's very important when you are selecting a mentor. Number one, you must look for someone who has the results that you want. Number two, you must be open to receive and be open to listen, not just on the superficial, but really listen with a soul. What is it that they are speaking to you? Number three, you can't expect your mentor to swim the swim for you. If you want to win the Olympic gold medal, you can't expect your coach or mentor to swim for you. You need to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning to do your practice, to, to swim your laps in order for you to win the Olympic gold when the time comes. So it's exactly the same. When you find a mentor, you have to make it work. It takes two hands to clap. Yeah, that's. I couldn't agree more. You have to do the work, so they're going to guide you in the right direction and so I, I was up early this morning. I ran and I ran actually, I took a walk on the golf course and I ran early. So, you know, a lot of these themes, it, it's amazing. A lot of successful people have certain rituals and certain practices. And it sounds like, you know, doing that in concert with working with a mentor and making sure that you're doing the work. Do you recommend that the mentor be in our industry? Because you had mentioned, you know, find somebody that's done it before. And so you were lucky enough to find a, a smart business. Well, but you've had a couple you've had the with at the pageant. And then you had another mentor for the on the business side before that you franchised and then eventually went public. What is your advice? Should that mentor be in your industry? Wow, that's that's a very interesting question because everyone has a different skill set. I will not put everyone in the box. But what I said, if you put into context of look at the result that the mentor has, find the result that you want and then reverse engineer that. I think that will be a good space to start rather than saying that would that be in the same industry or not? 
Yeah, that is so, so great. I've never heard that phraseology before. I've never heard that approach. So I love the idea of reverse engineering. I think we're all right now lighting up here. Uh, This is so far really an intriguing conversation. The other part that really has just has me in awe is, you know, your sense of giving back and creating soul rich women now that is a network. I want to, I want to make sure that I get this number right. This is the number one leading female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia. Soul rich women is connecting 200,000 women in the region. Was that, Janisha, your initial vision? Where are you in terms of of membership? Was 200,000 the goal? How did you get to get 200,000 women in your network? Before we hit 200,000, we were at zero. (laughs) 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 I think that's the thing that always people look at the results, but they forget how we got there, right? (laughs) So I had failed in a lot of memberships that I've created. I think for me, my vision has always been to create an ecosystem for women to get started. And we have like a a different membership program. So when I first started, I was thinking a thousand US a a month, and then we we dropped the number to 700 US and uh, a year, sorry, a year. And then it, it just gets like to $49 a a month, you know, numbers like this, experimenting, right? But it came to a point when I was traveling in Southeast Asia pretty extensively. So like three weeks in Malaysia, three weeks in Vietnam, three weeks in Philippines. So three weeks and I'm back in Singapore. So it's kind of like three to one, three to one for almost two to three years. And I discovered that women had uh, low uh, earning social economic status throughout the different countries. So they are making like 250 US to 500 US. And that to me is mind-blowing. How can we support these women to own and love the F word within their comfort range so that they can they could eventually progress? So we had eventually came to a number which is $12 a month membership. And that was when after we looked at the market on the ground, really walk the ground and work with community partners. And that's when we had all the numbers. So it was not by my singular effort. It was through two main philosophies. I would say first one is to love your customer more than you love your product. That's one. Uh, Number two is to really build your no like trust score because women tend to be a bit more skeptical and sometimes less trusting, especially if it's online. And you really want to build that momentum. As you have mentioned, you found me and when you researched about me, you saw my videos, you saw podcasts, there were articles. The reason for that is because how relevant are you right now in this current climate? Are the articles and and stuff that has been interviewed on or in were there were, was there was it there just recently or was it there ten years ago? So you must stay current, especially in this online climate. So our membership evolved, and 
now we are at $12 a month. We have a $500 program. There's a one-day uh, live course that people can attend for to learn live streaming, podcasting, creating an online course. Basically, everything that helps them to build an online presence, to build their personal brand online, and to get leads and clients online. And then we have our mentorship program, our coaching program, to our mastermind program. So we serve mainly four group of women in the place. Number one, nine to five employees who had a side who are looking for a side hustle and are not intending to quit their jobs. They just want to have a mainstay and then plus a additional source of income. The second group of women we serve are nine to five employees and plus that they already want to quit their job. They are already looking for a way out. So that's the second group of women we want to serve. Uh, oh, already serving. Number three are full-time entrepreneurs, whether you're a studio owner, your FMB business owner, uh, your e-commerce business owner, a drop shipper, you know, a live streamer, basically someone who already owns a coaching consultancy business and you're running it for one, two, three years. Uh, basically, we serve that group as well. And the last group we serve was surprisingly came to us Quite a big group are stay-at-home moms. Now, these stay-at-home moms are not just stay-at-home because they have been staying at home and they are a nobody. They probably have worked in the corporate world and they quit their jobs to stay at home. So we have a group of women who are like that and they already have, you know, kind of their kids have grown up and they want to do something more with their life. So we have this group that's very interesting that we are also serving as well. So... To, to me, when you want to create something, a platform, don't just create it because you want it or you like it. Yes, it serves the purpose, but what is it that you do that can allow that someone else to benefit on the other side? So it boils down to loving your customer more than you love your product. Mm, wow. And it sounds like you definitely worship these women and that you're creating an economic ecosystem. So it's a membership organization. And I want to mention it's from 2015 is when you started, right? Yes. Where, right where when I was doing my cafe retail chain in the day at night, I went online with webinars and live, live streaming and all these things were running in the background. So when I was building my cafe retail chain. So now as you are working with these four different groups and you're providing coaching, you're providing mentorship, mastermind groups, courses, which by the way, I saw some really great courses on your website. You've got one for podcasting. You've got another one for attracting money, which, which, is, which is two great courses, very relevant today in 2021. It seems that wherever I'm located that you know, geographically, it doesn't matter if I'm here in the US or if I'm in Singapore, that anybody can take these courses. Would I be correct in that assumption? Yes. We are a Southeast Asia, I would say female entrepreneur platform, but we have already gone international and we've got clients from all around the world, even Africa, uh, the United States and, and Canada, wherever. And, and people buy our digital products because of interviews, of our podcasts, people listen and they are interested to know. And because the internet 
has opened up the world and people travel between borders and no longer staying in one part of the world. They travel so much. And then because of this globalization, a lot of the people, when they buy our programs, as long as it speaks to them. And that to me is key. Mm, mm. And are they... As these women, right, you had mentioned four groups, the nine to fivers who have this side hustle, the nine to fivers that want to become entrepreneurs, the full-time entrepreneurs, and then these stay-at-home moms, because let's face it, we've had a pandemic. There's been a lot of change at home that might preclude a woman from, you know, being at her regular corporate job because of just family dynamics right now. With Soulbridge Women, Are you teaching them how to like sell online, sell different products? I'm trying to understand, you know, how these women now are changing their lives economically. So we have main four, our four pillar programs that help them to see a different, I will say, perspective. I think the first one is podcasting. Uh, The second one is live streaming. The third one is how do you create an online course? The fourth one is digital marketing. And the last one is how do you build your brand um, online and be confident about it? So these few pillars form, I would say, the foundation of the various programs that we are running in Soul Rich Woman, which are taught by my trainers and delivered in the digital products, as well as even our government programs here in Singapore. That is fascinating. It sounds also too that you found a way to scale. I'm wondering if your ability to take those coffee chains and then to franchise them as scales that your brain, Janisha, seems to be able to think in terms of like starting something, 10xing it, 100x, right? Like that's, this is an unbelievable model here. I I never had business experience to be honest, uh, Tina, because I was an occupational therapist, no business knowledge. I know, I know, I, I see patients in the hospitals. Okay. So it's kind of very different altogether, very different. So I would say be willing to learn. And I humbled myself and I went through not a business school, but kind of like a social business school where I learned on the go, right? on the job and on the go. So I think that that is uh, something that I've picked up. So that layering of knowledge is, it becomes who I am today. And that's why we all have a different diamond that is within us. And I really believe that women should and must rise up uh, believing in yourself. And the greatest gift of all is your confidence. Where do you think that we're going wrong as a gender? I've struggled with confidence. It sounds like you also too struggled with confidence early early on your career. Do you still ever struggle with confidence? I mean, you're beautiful. You've accomplished so much. You're doing so much. You're just a beautiful person inside and out. Well, I do struggle and I did struggle and I will always struggle because it is and always will be there. The fear of missing out when business grows to the next level, then the fear of inadequacy comes in. There are There will always be lack of confidence in new terrains that you have never gone before. So... I always plug into my mentor's courage and confidence. And for me, 
being vulnerable and admitting that, yes, I don't feel good is key. And talking about it helps a lot as well. Mm, Those are really great, great tips. Hey, listeners, you can now text me at 201-581-3983. 201-581-3983 to join our community in the suite. After you do that, we'll be texting you and lifting you up and inspiring you, supercharging your life and your career with awesome quotes, resources, videos, and tips we learned from our great guests via text. Again, it couldn't be any easier. Just text 201-581-3983. I also want to pick up on on podcasting, which I think for women could be a great confidence booster too. When you put yourself out there, you go through this like internal growth journey that when you originally start podcasting, putting yourself out there, it's a little bit uncomfortable and then you get better and better at it, stronger and stronger. And it does, I feel that it's added to my confidence as well. It was very scary putting myself out there. You have a podcast course for women. I've looked at a lot of your members on the different podcasts and you not only have one, you have two, you have three, right? So you've got... For the women who love the F word, so why secrets of the soul rich women blueprint show, make it happen secrets to go from stuck to unstoppable without changing who you are. I want to understand a little bit about, you know, the model of having those three podcasts at, at the same time. I think the, the main thing is here in Asia, when we started live streaming, we had women who had so much difficulty putting themselves out there. They bothered about the makeup, the way they look, and they probably retake the videos 20 times before a three-minute video was being shot. Uh, Contrary, when we focused on podcasting, the women in four days, eight hours slot, where they already done some preparation work, could batch out an entire years of content 52 weeks to be exact. And every show is about 15 to 20 minutes and they could get it out in four days versus a three-minute video that takes 20 takes and years to complete for them. So coming back to this point, this illustrates how podcasting is so new in Asia and Southeast Asia. And therefore, I wanted to be a part of it and because I saw the trend and that's why I am in it. And different podcasts caters to different audience. So for women who love the F-word show, it's an interview style. So I kind of picked the brains of my interviewees, such as uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Mary Buffett, Sheryl Sandberg, and even... Kim Kiyosaki as well. And all these form the backbone for women who love the F word. The second podcast is a micro podcast because here the commute is very short. From one point to another point in Singapore or in Southeast Asia, it's relatively short. So five to 10 minutes is just something to share with them a nugget or two for them to apply in their money mindset, there are marketing tips and there are also some business stuff going on as well in that Soul Why podcast. The last one is called Make It Happen. And that one is not exactly my story, but other people's story. So you, when you're listening to this show, you could go to Make It Happen 
secrets.com and you could go there and submit your five minute story to kind of submit that five minutes and we edit it and we'll promote you. Now, this podcast only came about during COVID-19 because a lot of business owners ran out of business and they didn't know how to position themselves online as a lot of them are property agents, insurance agents, some of them are art uh, healers or art uh, designers and interior designers. We have different people from all walks of life all around the world who have submitted their stories and our job is to promote them on our social media to our database. So like I said, success is never about glorious wins on your own. It is to take a step back so that other people could leverage on you, jump off my big shoulders and shine. Because I truly believe that alone you are strong, but together we are unstoppable. Oh my goodness. I just want to just, I cannot wait. I'm so thankful that we've like shared all these concepts and this is such an inspiring and awesome story. When I was on your website, I saw the picture of you and Robert and Kim Kiyosaki and you have been able to interview amazing, amazing people. Like you had said, like Gary, like Cheryl, you know, you're sharing the spotlight. See, this is a thing that you're doing magically, Janisha, is that you're raising other women in the process and you're putting the spotlight and you're shining it towards them because yes, together, this means nothing. Like, you know, what does success mean if, if you cannot share it and you can't help other people? And not only are you doing the benefit of the members there and helping in, even complete strangers, right? Unbeknownst to you, as I'm researching you and I'm watching your videos and I'm stalking you online, you know, you're inspiring me, you're depositing knowledge onto me and you're making me better because of it. So I want to thank you because not all women have the confidence to be like you that actually want to share the spotlight. And you've done that brilliantly. And you have got to thank my mom for that. <laughs> Your mom, God bless again. God bless yes. her mom. And and I hope that, well, what's your, what's your mother's name? Carol. You, you see, Carol. because my mom is 70 and she is still a leader in the community, even up till today, as long as I'm alive and I'm looking at her, she's still doing what she's doing for the last God knows how long. And she's still a leader in the community. She's still counseling other women, coaching other women, helping other women, even till today. So, to me, it's like kind of a, I would say, pass it on. Yes, yes. Your mother, Carol, I want to thank you very much for the gifts of your daughter, Janisha, and all of this wisdom that she and you are both imparting on us. So thank you. I feel another part, and it and you, you had just alluded to it, that your mother's still involved. Giving back is a main, main theme. So, you know, you're not only running Soul Rich Women and helping your 200,000 members and women around the country and the world, but that you also work with Care Singapore and you're doing work with the Children's Cancer Foundation. Where does the philanthropy and altruism fit into what you're doing right now? Well, because I was a difficult child as, as well, because uh, of my upbringing and uh, of, of the being bullied 
I kind of became really rebellious. I was playing truant and not going to school. I almost kind of quit school because it came to a point where I wasn't doing so well. I was uh, hanging out with friends who are like gangsters, literally. And my mom saved me. She waited for me. I think I was so scared of her with the cane in her hands. And she'll time me from the time my school ended to home. It takes 20 minutes. She'll start a timer after I tell her, okay, I finished school. And she catches me to go home. So long story short, because of this entire journey of rebellious part of me and almost going haywire, if it's not for her as an anchor to counsel me and be patient with me, I would have already been gone. I will not be where I am today, probably in jail, right, for example. And that to me is the motivation of why I wanted to volunteer at Care Singapore, which is Children at Risk Empowerment Singapore. So I know the founders and the founders, Dr. John Tan, he is also one of the mentors as well in this area. And I often speak with the girls who go through quite a lot of hardships in their life. I cannot change them and I really can't really do that much. But for me, if I were to share my story and guide them with my milestones and the things of my experience, I think that would leave a seed. For me, it's more about seeding into their lives more than just saying, oh, I'm here and then I'm going to change you. It's not that because you got to speak their lingo, you know, at this age. So I think the, the 13 from 13 years old to 16 years old, these teenage years is a really rough period for a lot of people, especially mental wellness. Even now, uh, we are seeing cases of uh, cutting themselves on the rise and you know, befriending them is one of the ways to really, you know, talk to them and to be able to guide them. So a lot more to be done, especially with the youth at risk. Mm, it's interesting. We had Davika Cambo on the podcast who basically bought 117 acres in Colorado and started to work with children and teenagers at risk. So she originally was in New York City for 20 years and then just said, this is what I feel that my life, this is where, where the universe is calling me. Um, so it's really interesting. And I think that social media, as much as we love it, right, and we both have businesses and presence on social media, it can be very destructive to some women, particularly that children at risk, the girls at risk at when you're in high school. I can't imagine high school for me was it was there were some really, really hard years. I can't imagine what high school is like right now with with social media. Yeah, for some of these girls. It uh, they it's normal for them like sexting, like texting yeah. for sex is really common. I think there's so many issues. I would say that birth forth because of internet and technology. So there are always new things that we are grappling with, especially helping youth. So I think that uh, you know, working with Care Singapore, I think is one of my biggest I would say achievement in my philanthropy work. Wow, and I'm sure that some of those 
those women that now that you work with over at Care Singapore now become members of of soul rich women. Is there some sort of story that kind of pulls from the resonates and 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 comes to the top about success? I think that you know we underestimate ourselves as women. If we give back a little bit, if we affect one life, then we affect whoever's involved with that girl's life at that time. So is there a particular story that, you know, that you, that you wanted to share around someone that how, you know, how her life has been impacted? I think we're often more than not in very obsessed about numbers. And I just want to encourage uh, listeners right now, if you're doing something for yourself or for your business, don't just look at, you know, why am I having only X number of people or why am I only helping two two people or five people in my membership area or uh, five people in my peer support group or, or something like that. I think that that piece in itself is key to define how you move your business forward. Now, as for the story bit, I will say I will take it offline because I think sometimes certain things will be private for, for them because, uh, but personally for me, uh, the like I said, um, I've seen cases where, they they are not so confident because of the the group of the people that they are hanging out with and right. and it's really not easy for me to see them going through something that i had before and there were no parental figures who were really there for them so it's important for the work of care singapore is doing to provide uh coaches and you know people who are there to to concern with them so that they feel love and not seek love elsewhere. And most importantly, is to equip them with self-love. So that confidence and self-love and that support is kind of like that triangulation that needs to take place for the youth to be, I would say, successful eventually. You know, we underestimate the power that we can affect and that we can have on one woman's life, just having serving as her mentor, you know, reminding her and giving her that self-love because, yeah, a lot of families have been impacted right now till COVID and there not, might not be that support system that needs to be there. So that's really, that's really good advice, good seeds for us to be planted in our souls. You know, you have a lot of inspiring messages. Certainly, you know, you've said a bunch of them today on on your on the podcast. And there's one particular inspiring phrase that, you know, we have a lot of women in our organization here that that produces this podcast. And there was one quote that stood out that we all like, wow, took took a step back and and took a breath in. And it said every woman must decide to be true to herself or true to the world. It's about time that more women took up more space in the online world and gave it a bit of human touch. You know, and one of the things that we liked about that, Janisha, was that, you know, yes, you and I are online today, but this like human, human touch, do you want to talk about that aspect and how you bring it into your philosophy? For women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and a happy family, all these F word signifies how you perceive your own success. 
And it boils down to the next part of online, which is human connection. So you see, I could own the online space. I could be on the social media. I could be on the latest app like TikTok or Clubhouse or whichever platform. But you see, whatever the effort that you decide to own, if you are cold, you are not engaging, you are just kept to yourself, nothing, you're not radiating, right? So that piece of connection, look at what we are doing right now because of your podcast, I'm on your show, we are connected. And with this of connection, it brings me to connect to your audience and your listeners to the next point of connection. So for me, the human touch is important when we stay true to who we are, to is to be authentic, be there to be vulnerable. I think that is key because I never knew business. I never knew entrepreneurship because my family were not a family of entrepreneurs. I did not graduate as a business degree. I graduated as an occupational therapist. I failed in my business. I've gone through six-figure debts. I have now eventually built a cafe retail chain business and then exited to a public listed company. All these things would not have been done if not for that piece of authenticity and being real to myself. What is my true calling? So that soul what comes into play. Be a soul-rich woman. So once you're aligned in your soul, that's when the richness can manifest both from the inside as well as the outside. Mm. Mm. And for women right now, because we created the podcast to help women, specifically women, mid-senior level career, women after 40, what would you say to the woman listening right now who's listening to this podcast in hopes that it changes her and that she finds her own calling and her passion Let me tell you a story. We had a client who is a 9 to 5 employee. She left her job because her mother passed away, was really sick. So she needed to spend the last few months with her. And she was in transition. So she's transitioning. She never intended to become an entrepreneur, but she wants to go through a transition period before she finds another job. So she is a 25-year corporate 9 to 5 employee in HR in an Asia-Pacific position. So I encourage her to do podcasting, to take the leap to share her experience in a way that she knows how. And she recorded three years worth of content with us. And by batching and consistency, releasing it to uh, the online space from from having zero online presence during her transitioning to becoming very popular and well-known in LinkedIn. And because of that, when the next job opportunity came at that regional level, she was headhunted. She was given a very good pay even during COVID-19, even during a pandemic where people are having pay cuts, uh, not getting their jobs, but because she was still putting herself out there to be seen, 
to be heard regardless of her circumstances, regardless of her pain she was mourning over the loss of her mom. She told herself that if she continued to walk forward, her mom will be proud of her. She will continue to shine brightly in her own way. So because of that encouragement from us, that community, the support she had, she launched a podcast show called Women Leadership. And that allowed her to get another job to go to the next level. And now she's like really happy and, and has already, you know, in, in a very good space. So I would say that when you want to start something, don't feel that you are nothing. Even though you're, you know, pivoting, you're transitioning, just like the lady I've just mentioned, you know what, get into a space where you, you know that if you keep taking actions forward, even though your goalposts need to be adjusted at times, it's right. okay to be not perfect for you to start. That's such a great, inspiring story to hear for female entrepreneurs, especially you had identified, you know, female entrepreneurs can be somebody working for a nine to five job right now and not even seeing a way out. So that's an unbelievable success story. And what I'm hearing from you, Janisha, is that we have to put ourselves out there, but in a way that's authentic. Not everybody's going to, you know, feel authentic on TikTok. Not everybody's going to feel authentic doing a podcast. Some entrepreneurs might be better at doing research and putting together, you know, white papers and case studies and, you know, long form pieces of content. And that's okay. You know, I love how Gary Vee says, Hey, content comes in, in four different packages right now. It's text, it's video, it's uh, images, and it's audio, you know, and putting yourself out there while, you know, you'll, when you start to experiment with different platforms and every entrepreneur has to pick their platform, don't you think? I agree. And you really have to remember, love your customers more than you love your product. So really identify where your customers are at. So our audience is still primarily because we're in Asia. Uh, so Clubhouse has not really taken off here in our space. So we are still focusing a lot on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And it works pretty fine for us. So like I said, define your own strategy. Let me give you another story. I mean, if you build houses across the world, do you want houses that are empty and unkept with cockroaches and lizards and cobwebs all over? Or would you prefer a home with nice furniture and nice smelling, you know, very welcoming scent and, you know, it's warm and cozy in the space? So imagine this house right now that you are building on social media. Where are you living? Build their house to welcome your guests who are your potential customers. So if you decide that TikTok is not for you because video is not for you, so be it. You don't have to be there just because someone said you must be there. I personally feel that pick the battles where you can be victorious. And although trends are important, just be mindful so that you know what's happening, but always love your customers more than you love your product. Oh, we are going to put this message out there. We are going to have unbelievable show notes from today's episode with you, Janisha. You've imparted so much wisdom, so much encouragement, um, inspiration, enthusiasm. I love it that this is 
particularly too at the at the start of the year by the time that this episode's live and there's no better time for women who are listening right now in the suite to think about their life in different terms you've given us so many anecdotes great stories but real true true tactics for ways that you know we can bridge that and get there i would love for our listeners to know what's the best way to get in touch with you you've built a lot of beautiful, gorgeous houses on social media as well, too, that you've been generous in welcoming me. I've been to all of them before this broadcast. (laughs) So I know that our listeners are saying, well, wait, I want to go to Janisha's house too. Well, I have two free gifts for you. Number one is Secrets of Personal Branding. And that's a book that I've written. And now I'm gifting away for free. So that's available to download where I teach you the seven steps to build an amazing personal brand. Uh, The second gift is how do you download, uh, how do you delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant so that you can focus on your zone of genius and that you can make money online. And that's a workbook I have created and it's free for you as well. Go grab them at soulrichwoman.com and that's S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. And if you love today's episode, please connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And my handle is Janisha Allura and that is G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A. Janisha Allura. Janisha, wow, this is amazing. I thank you so, so much. We are so grateful for your time. I know that it's late over there in Singapore and all of the resources, the books, and it's just so great. I'm really, really thankful. I can't like, I can't even put it into words right now. I'm just so super jazzed that you were here. We're so grateful to you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing for women, for women entrepreneurs all over the world. You've touched us in a way that is going to bring all of our fabulous, you know, financially independent, anything that we're trying to manifest for 2021, you have brought us that much closer. Thank you for the gift of your time, your expertise, and more importantly, your story, because it has been truly inspirational and it's been a gift to me. I'm truly thankful for it. More power to you. You're listening to In The Suite, a podcast that shares amazing stories of women in business in the financial services and the wealth management industry. Our producers are Tina Powell and Kevin Hirshhorn. Our editor-at-large is Kevin Hirshhorn. Our content writers are Carmen Varner, Sarah Smirker, and Tina Powell. Our research and technical assistants are Rachel Powell and Kimmy Rice. In The Suite podcast is sponsored by C-Suite Social Media, a digital marketing and social media agency for C-Suite leaders in finance and technology. You can visit csuitesocialmedia.com to learn more. And thank you so much for listening and subscribing and giving us five-star reviews. We are so, so grateful to you. We've got listeners in 635 cities and 39 countries. Thank you, US, Singapore, Japan, UK, France, Oregon, Georgia, California, Ohio. This podcast was inspired and created for you ladies. So thank you so, so much. Please let us know how you enjoyed this episode with Janisha, Laura, and share your thoughts on LinkedIn and Twitter, hashtag in the suite. You can connect with Janisha on Instagram, 
Her handle is Soul Rich Women Asia and LinkedIn. And definitely visit her website, www.soulrichwomen.com to learn more. As always, if you would like to share the name of our rock star woman in financial services that we should consider interviewing in 2021, please send it to me at Tina at InTheSweetPodcast.com. Again, thank you so much for listening and subscribing to In The Sweet.